back to another fine edition of Chopped Greens. I'm your host, Philip Emrein, joined alongside, virtually as it may be, the one, the only, Gary Boucher. Gary, how are you on this fine eve, fine afternoon, five, fine morn? Yeah, technically it's still morn for some of us. Yeah, yeah, it's it's late more over here. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. I have had a wonderful morning filled with waking up and watching a Saw movie. Uh, in spite of your gory morning, you are now able to talk about a film that, by all rights, should be probably more gory than it is, but... <laughs> Is uh, is of course a Disney franchise. Is of course a Marvel property. Is uh, belonging to uh, the the one, the only uh, Avengers initiative. So we go to a PG thirteen ranking, which means no direct deaths, just uh, very very much implied hurt. Uh, people and hurt uh, heroes, hurt villains, yada, yada, yada. We go to Black Widow, of course, starring Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I would say in the titular role, but technically they're all widows. Uh, she just happens to be. She's the the widow. Yeah, right. she's, yeah, she's the blackest of the widows, even though she's not black i don't know anyways well scarlett johansson might argue that <laughs> i don't know that she, <laughs> she could be i don't think she would i think she's woke enough to know that that's not yeah. a hell for her to die upon <laughs> let's hope not even though she technically has already died in the in the timeline and series of avengers films um look uh we've got scarlett johansson as natasha romanoff aka black widow florence Pugh, of course uh, playing yelena belova I didn't had no idea that that was going to be her last name, to be honest with you. Uh, Rachel Wise plays Melina. David Harbour plays Alexi. Ray Winstone plays Drakoff. And I think that's all. Uh, William Hurt plays Secretary Walt Ross. I don't know if that does anything. You can shout out O.T. Fugbenle. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced as Mason. A little comedic cameo role from him. Yeah, Yeah. But that's... Essentially, That's about as deep besides, as we go on, yeah. on this on this cast. Um, I think I think where I want to start is that um, I got to the movie theater late, and I got there at about. Oh, no. Well, hold on, I got there at about eleven, and the movie started at at uh, what would that be? I think it was like ten fifty. So I knew I was still in previews, and the lines were still. Just just back to the brim for concessions. And so uh, when I went there, I I went into the film, went into the theater. And as soon as I got in there, the, the film was ending from the trailers to the film. So I went in, sat down and said to myself, all right, once I finally get a sense of where this is going, once I understand where it's going to be going and I find a boring scene. I will go and get myself a popcorn. And you know what, Gary? I never got a popcorn for this film. 
good for you. I was going to say I would have an anxiety attack. Oh, my gosh. I So, first of all, I, I pack a bag with my snacks. I had a sandwich, some tuna salad, and some You're Taco Bell with some wine. You're in there smuggling illegal contraband in there. You, you've got a, a rotisserie chicken. You've got caviar <laughs> yeah. and uh, and maybe some what? Some mimosas in there just to I, fully I enjoy will bring, your movie. Yeah, a gin and tonic or a bottle of wine or, yeah, one time I did bring chicken wings, like a whole order of them. Um, Men, get on the purse game because really you can bring so much into the movies. I had two Hydro Flasks, some wine and Taco Bell for this one. So, but for for you, were you just so engaged like already that you just kind of went with it and you you didn't really have an opportunity to get up? You know, I was. uh, The one thing I knew for sure, weirdly enough, was that Scarlett Johansson could not die. That was the one where I was like, she cannot die. I assumed, based off of the trailers and sometimes Marvel being fairly straightforward, I assumed Florence Pugh's character... Uh, what? What? Goodness gracious, every time I... Now I'm going to... Yelena. Yelena, yeah. I assumed that she would not die. Other than those two things, I really didn't necessarily... F- know where the film was going to go. I, um, knowing that this was something of a prequel to where we currently stand in the Avengers timeline. And I'm sorry that I'm going to have to keep bringing that up only because it's actually quite pivotal now for, for these films and, uh, matters because of its placement in the MCU. Uh, I, I, because of those two things, I didn't, uh, actually have a full bright idea of where this was going. Um, so, uh, if I look at this film, it's it it feels like a film without time, without a place in this world. Um, it because it's earlier than where we currently stand. It's a weird Avengers film, but it it doesn't stand alone as a regular film that something like oh I don't know. Um, Black Panther, Spider-Man, Home Away from Home, really any of the Spider-Mans, something that those films can work on their own. This film doesn't really do that. I don't think it really works on its own without knowing the greater world in which in greater universe in which it uh, lives in, in which it breathes in. Do you think that this film, just heading into it or heading out of it, I guess now, do you think it it fits and exists as a film on its own? I I think it does, though. I mean, it's obviously you can get maximum enjoyment out of it unless you know the context. There's a lot of hints dropped about, you know, what happened in the in Civil War, which is kind of the immediate lead up to this movie. Um, and then going out of it, of course, there's an after credits tie in. Obviously, Florence Pugh is going to be in, I believe, a TV show. So if, if you really care about that stuff, and, and, and I kind of do, I've been really into these movies, you get the most out of it, though I think that if you didn't know what was going on, I think it does a, a good job of being a, a standalone, kind of like um, not not really Thor Ragnarok because they have the Hulk in that movie, but um, maybe oh, not Ant-Man. I don't know. I, I think it does do a, a good job of you being able to enjoy it by itself. And the, the characters are really strong. I like that they don't bring in any other Marvel characters. So we don't need to go, hey, that's that's Hulk. That's Captain America. It's really just people who we haven't met besides Black Widow. It has a nice 
tight, you know, thematically strong story. And, you know, it doesn't really lead into any of the action in any of the other movies. Obviously, we know that Black Widow dies. So I, I did enjoy it as as a standalone movie. Uh, well, how dare you, sir? William Hurt, the immortal <laughs> William Hurt, plays Secretary Thunderbird, Thunderbolt That's Ross. That's true. Secretary and they Ross incorporated is in him it, yeah. from the other world. How dare you, sir, not respect William Hurt, the the immortal William Hurt? Anyways, uh, yeah, it it wow, it doesn't. Uh, you say it works. I really, I disagree, man. Look, uh, knowing that she dies. Uh, later on somewhere else I guess I will say I'm glad I'm very glad that it doesn't cheat and bring her back will they ever bring her back I hope not I swear to God I hope not Just because- I really hope not as well I think that they'll probably bring Florence Pugh into a future oh, Marvel sure, movie but Naturally. not Scarlet yeah no but I, I would not want to see Scarlett Johansson or even Robert Downey Jr. at this point um, spoiler alert, I guess if, if, if you're that invested and yet you haven't seen Endgame, just, just shame on you for now. Why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah, if no. you haven't, if you haven't seen those movies, come on. Man. No kidding. And again, like I said, it's, it's almost necessary for this film. It's, uh, I don't know. Uh, but, um, I would have, I would have felt cheated had they brought her back in this film. I, that was a worry in my mind that they didn't kill her, but that they would go back to our timeline. Uh, and and bring her back. And I, I will say I do uh, what you say you're fine with. I actually disagree, man. I really do. And when this tends to happen sometimes whenever we're talking about things it take, it hits you a little bit differently. That's beautiful. That's great that we have a disagreement. I just I think I wanted it to tie more into what it is, what's going on in the timeline now in order to help justify it as a film, because this feels like a like a make good that really is a film out of place. Like if it's been in the in the sequence of of right after Civil War, and quite honestly, it's a film that I would have probably enjoyed more during that time, uh, during that cinematic time in history. That now, while I appreciate and I really do and uh, enjoy the fact of inclusion and having a female in the lead, having a female director, having a female writer. Am I correct in that? And that remember screenplay? No, maybe not. Uh, the the first draft was a man, but I think that a woman rewrote it. If I'm if my research, yeah, is got correct, written by somebody Eric can Pearson, on that. Yeah, Jack Schaefer and Ned Benson. Yeah. Maybe not. Either way, but at least having a female director, having female stars up and down the whole thing. Um, and this is all to say that we have even haven't even gotten to the acting, but just for the story wise. I really couldn't get over that. It just, unfortunately, but the fact that it it lives in the Avengers timeline, the fact that it goes back, it's very, it's very new. Uh, what what would that be? Rogue One, almost. Not 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 that it fixes any problem. It just feels like a make good that. As much as I appreciate the motion, I wanted a bigger, an overlying justification for its existence. Because when you're going back, uh, I don't now want, uh, I don't want a Tony Stark film. I don't want another Iron Man film that that does nothing to move us forward 
in the here and now in the greater expansion of the universe as it currently stands. I think we're past that unless you're introducing a new character, unless it's a Captain Marvel, unless it's, uh, oh, I don't know. Now now we're going to be going to the, the person in the Seven Rings. That's the next film. Okay, I get that. We're, we're doing something new. We're introducing a new character. This, it just feels completely out of place both in the universe and in the current timeline that we stand that it definitely needs in order for you to, to enjoy as a film. I, well, I, I think on the last point, I think that they introduced a new character, maybe no one that's not going to be as significant in the movies, but the Florence Pugh character mm-hmm. of, of Ivana, Ivanka, Yel- Yelena uh, Belova. Yelena Ivanka Trump. No, she, <laughs> Yelena Belova, come on. <laughs> she, um, I, I think she's a strong enough actor too to garner some interest with that. I, I think I, if you're going to justify it, I mean, A, they made some money. That's their justification. And oh, B, well, I think sure. that there was a right. That there was a sense that that's not a Black good Widow reason. was always. Oh, it's always a good reason for Disney. They are just clean it up, man. But I think that um, there was a feeling that Black Widow was always secondary. The only time that they made her kind of significant was in Age of Ultron, where she's inexplicably in love with Mark Ruffalo. But otherwise, she just kind of was on the side and you know she was hot and doing cool stuff but i think that they wanted to give her the backstory that all the other characters had you know i mean it's it's her almost an origin story or not not exactly an origin story i suppose which i actually thought it was an origin story i didn't get until later that oh this takes place yeah you know in the middle which was kind of weird although okay um i i think that you could have probably told the same story and just have it set before like any of the marvel movies start like late 90s early 2000s but i digress i think that it it checked the box off of you know really expanding her backstory um did we get it? to understand Gary, I, yeah what, what, i think what, it did what did she do here that you did not know about scar johansson yes it explores uh florence Pugh's character and maybe she'll be the new black widow i i, I that's what i kind of even thought going into the film would happen so it's not like i was surprised on that front but Man, this really just doesn't do anything do anything for Scarlett Johansson. It's not an origin story. It it gives some insight into her background, but nothing that that makes you have a deeper appreciation for her death. Like uh, if if maybe you don't think so? No, man. I think like, I have a, a bigger appreciation for her death because she saved all those women did, the red room. No, she didn't. It wasn't even. It wasn't her. It was like Florence's character that day. I I really just didn't see anything to where I wanted something more. It's like yeah, well, you thought that she died and that was tragic already. Well, she saved a hundred thousand puppies and at this one time, or she, or she, <laughs> I don't know. She had a whole other family, like like with Hawkeye, where the big reveal was that he had a family. That was crazy. Like there's there's something that I wanted a, a deeper layer brought into her that I just never got. And and listen, uh, let's. I think we should actually now we should finally go into the actual essence of the film. And I talk about the actual movie. Yeah, no, 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 you're good. I I think that you know just to button that i, I guess sure, for me though. the 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 new characters her family that was introduced and mm-hmm. um getting to see her go on an adventure by herself and not be hawkeye's sidekick or captain america's sidekick was good enough for me to appreciate her more so that's what it, it, it did do that for me what it did not do for you yeah what 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 would you if you were to change anything what would f- fill that hole that you felt wasn't filled for you 
You know what? I think I think it would have worked more had they, you know, they keep talking about this mission in Budapest or whatever the however the pronunciation was that they were sticking to. Um, they had this mission and then they're talking about, yeah, when me and Hawkeye were doing this, we were up here for three days. You know what? I We just saw Thor Ragnarok and we saw how a movie like that could star Hulk as well star somebody else and have good and complete origin stories and while giving us a lot about the main character for whom the the movie is labeled after with Thor and still be able to house compelling stories for supporting characters. I think I wanted the Budapest story. I think I wanted the training in the Red Room story for her. I wanted something else where where I could uh, where where this story just felt completely Bleh, vanilla, vanilla, where the story, I think, failed the characters more so than anything else. This just felt completely vanilla. So whenever we're talking about this film, I think what I'll remember most of all is that. Did you see Black Widow? Somebody will say to me and I'll say, yeah, great acting, great acting, because up and down this this major cast, we got Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, Rachel Wise, David Arbor. Those four completely had no need to to outact the socks out of this script and yet did so and and went above and beyond what this the 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 assignment called for god bless them the each and every one of them they were when it was just the four of them inside that house there were a lot of great moments man where you had interconnections you had the four connections you had the two where there were a lot of lines where i looked at and i said to myself wow Florence Pugh is acting her butt off. She is absolutely acting her butt off because this line, if poorly delivered, if if in the, the arms of a lesser trained actress or something, would be laughable. But good Lord, is she killing it. Good Lord, is Scarlett Johansson bringing to life this this very meek and mannered and not while not getting a lot, having a full connection with Florence having uh, the full uh, anger towards her parents that otherwise would be subdued. Rachel Weiss did a great job. The only tick I have with David Harbour is that his uh, his accent came and went. <laughs> Sometimes it was it was a little a little funky. Uh, what, what did you think of the main people's acting? Um, I think it's the biggest strength of the movie. Mm. I mean, Scarlett Johansson is great, but I think that you get this other way funnier and also more emotionally rich character with um, Florence Pugh's character. And, you know, it's funny about the accents. I was justifying it to myself. I was like, well, I guess like they used to live in America. But I'm like, you know, what? if they were all together, wouldn't they all speak Russian? Or, you know, you would assume that the parents accents would still be there. So I definitely noticed that, too. But um, it, it really, really is brought together with those characters. And I think it's at its strongest moment when it's about, you know, Florence Pugh and Black Widow. I keep on. <laughs> calling her not Yelena when it's about Yelena and, and Natasha yeah. you, you, when we get into the family business which I think that of the two major themes of the movie the family theme soars yes. a lot more than the theme about femininity yeah. and breaking free which we can get into that in a little bit I have some problems with it I sound like a total chauvinist but I will explain but the the acting and the the heartfelt humor that's found in the acting um, 
makes it because they insert books, but never too much. The emotional moments that need to hit, I think for the most part do. And that's because of the acting. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, obviously, I agree with you. The acting is solid. I haven't <laughs> I haven't seen something quite like this since and this is somewhat recent, but since Eurovision, where the acting <laughs> has surplanted and gone so far ahead of the, the, the story that you almost ask, talk to yourself and say, you didn't need to go this hard. You did not need to to act this well. And yet and still, you did. God bless you. Florence Pugh will always bring it. <laughs> she yeah. is. And OK, I mean, come after me. But is she um, I mean, we don't know this yet. And I think Scarlett Johansson actually is a, a really good actress. I mean, if you haven't seen Under the Skin, go check it out. Jojo but Rabbit. I think Florence Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I think Florence is. I was going to say better. No, I think she's just as good. And she's also a lot younger, so we don't know what her career has ahead of her. But I really think that she is. I mean, she's a freaking rock house when it comes to acting. I wanted to ask you about the other A word that I always judge these movies by. (laughs) The action. The action sequences. Because if anything, I'm going to be happy if I get good action. Let, Let me say the action sequences outside of one I thought were terrific. Um, they all were engaging. They were big, whether it comes to kind of Jason Bourne style driving through the city um, in Budapest or when they're rescuing David Harbour from prison or even in the beginning, if you want to call it an action sequence, the escape sequence when they fly to Cuba was fantastic. The, the worst one, in my opinion, was actually the last one, the really? big one where, where they blow up the spaceship only because I think when you go that big um, – a it takes away from some of the themes hitting home because it's more about this giant thing that they're blowing up and less about like actually saving the women and being a family and also it was just hard to tell what was going on Uh, i have a big gripe with the way that people shoot fight scenes and when you combine too much cutting of the fighting scenes with also a shaky camera because this giant thing is exploding it it's so much happening that it becomes kind of dull for me so the last action sequence was a lot less personal. And so I didn't really care for it as much as the other ones. But the other ones I thought were were terrific. I'm just sad that we ended on the weakest one. Uh, well, if you're talking about pure action, I think I can agree with you um, slightly. I did like a couple of the shots that were taken, especially when everything was falling and um, Taskmaster and, um, and Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow were fighting on like the the carnage that was strewn around and they were they were just uh, going tip for tat. I think one of the weirder ones was <laughs> the fight between the two sisters. I I I just I, was, I, I didn't understand <laughs> why? why it was going on. It was it was directed yeah. well. It was shot well, but that was, was frustrating, man. The reason why I, I it had existed here. Let me let me let me walk you through here, Gary. Why did it? Why it did it exist sense. in the first place? Second there's no reason. There's no reason. Second of all, all of a sudden they're like, whenever whenever the widows, quote unquote, were uh, were brain controlled, right? You you would go through, and they were like different people, right? Totally makes sense. But then they're able to fully function, fully talk to each other, and knowing that each other aren't isn't uh isn't brainwashed or anything 
Then Florence Pugh's character goes for a knife. What, what, what was the point of the knife? I was like, okay, maybe you're just trying to subdue them and, and get them like into a position to, of submission to, so that way you can just talk to them. I, I don't know. I really don't know. Cause you both have guns, but once you're both disarmed, I'm sorry. Why are you going for the knife? Are you just trying to like cut out her liver and be like, all right, now we can talk. It was, it was, it was well directed. It was well, well paced and well, somewhat well shot, but it's existed existence was very frustrating because I, I was I was consistently reminded time after time and within that little scene, why does this exist? Especially when they're both hurt. So well, I guess Florence Pugh's character at that point wasn't as hurt. But Scarlett Johansson, certainly we immediately go to to a battered body shot of where she's completely bruised. And and yet and still they're they're fighting. That was that was frustrating. Uh, a frustrating sequence for me. Other than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. When you think about it, there's. I mean, so Florence Pugh knows that Scarlett Johansson isn't being mind controlled. That she's an Avenger. Yeah. And I, it's literally only it, its only purpose is to say, hey, here's two awesome, cool, hot women who are super ninjas who can fight really well. They're almost evenly matched. Oh, but they're sisters and it can be a cute haha moment where they say truce. Otherwise, and you know, it's so funny. I, I thought that it was like you said, it was staged very well. It was cool to see them fight. But then you're like, why? Why did they do that? I definitely had that same thought process, man. But then we lead right into the escape sequence, which is great. And something that I noticed in the escape sequence that I think you shouldn't take for granted is the fact that for most of the movie, the, the henchmen, the, the waves of bad guys are all women, which you never see. Usually, even if it's a female led superhero movie, they're fighting waves of dudes in like armor and masks and guns, but it was waves of women. And I was like, Oh, I don't think I've ever actually seen that before. So I was like this side of wonder, uh, an, an underrated thing. Yeah. I was like, even then it's not the villains really. It's the heroines. Speaking of villains, um, a weak villain in this movie, man. I truthfully, <laughs> oh, good, we're, we're getting there. Yes, uh, let's, yeah. let's get there. Which which villain do you want to go after? Because both are highly forgettable. Um, Taskmaster, yeah. I think you had a lot of potential. I think if you know what, if you had somehow been is able, is Taskmaster to, the uh, the uh, daughter who's like the, all armored? The daughter up and cool? one is the one who, okay. for some reason, even though she has a chip. The, the serum works on her, even though she's got a, a, t- a technological chip programmed into her spine. And somehow she has like a mega computer for, for a mind. And somehow the serum still works on her. I don't understand how that worked. Anyways, uh, yes, she is uh, the one who uh, copycats everybody's fighting style. She watches, she copies, she fights just like Captain America, just like Black Panther. Um, I think that that were those she uh, they they made a bunch of references to where it's like he fought she fights like everybody else that you have on the Avengers. I'm like, well, I mean, she doesn't necessarily fight like Hulk. She doesn't necessarily fight like Thor because it's not like she has a, a Majolner or anything. Anyways, um, uh, so, yeah, it's not like she has that. Uh, but uh, whenever we look at uh, I think if they had been able to combine the two, it would have been stronger. And I realized that he had a lot of evil deeds, but because of um, because of the the separation that Drakoff, uh, the character played by Ray Winstone, because of the separation you have naturally, because of how aloof he's supposed to be as 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 almost this Godfather like character pulling all the strings, 
because of the natural nature of them, you have very, very rare limited time to connect the two actions between, oh, yes, yes, I know that he killed her mother. Yes, I know that he he took them away from each other as a family. Yes, I know that he, I guess, put David Harbour's character in jail. I guess that that's, that's a bad thing. I don't know. It, it was it was also separated from him that it was hard to, as a viewer, attribute it all to him. And therefore, since you have the action coming from one villain and you have the motivation coming from another, it weakens both in the light of the viewer, I think, and creates a, a villain that comes across as generic. You want to talk about a weak accent? Comes across there as a as a viable character because of his <laughs> English Russian accent. That was that was quite funny to watch. And at the end only served a small purpose to the overlying film. It really it really wasn't strong at all and and led to in my case a very very weak ending to a otherwise thoroughly entertaining film. Yeah, man, to me, he was just as simple as um, the dime a dozen villains that mostly superhero movies get where he somehow has the power to control and destroy the world. And um, he has a few cool monologues and he does a few cool things. And otherwise, he's really not engaging at all. Um, I and <laughs> this is where. I think it ties into the one of the two big themes that goes on in the movie. I think one theme that hits really hard is the idea of family, the fact that you can make a family and, you know, family lasts forever. That is really hit home because of the four main actors. But the theme that's I think that the film is actually going for more so the idea that the feminist themes um, breaking down the patriarchy, the idea that, you know, I think maybe they're getting at if you have gotten free of that, you have an obligation to return the favor, kind of like how she has to choose to go save the widows. I think that a lot of that gets just muddled up because of the climax that I talked about, the action sequence not being great, the fact that the man who's controlling the the women, he's so purely but also boringly evil that I really don't care that much, and the fact that all the widows, I don't know anything about them. It's just kind of like a hundred like badass women who are mind controlled and then they're free. And I, I feel bad, but it's, I, I don't in my heart, it, I don't care in my mind. I care, but in my heart, I, I didn't feel like they did what they should have done to make me care about that. And it's, that's super important for this movie, for this day and age, for black widow's character. Um, and that kind of felt flat. I appreciate the commentary, but I think you either got to go with one or the other, make the movie about femininity or make the movie about family because they kind of, to me, tried to retrofit and kind of speedily, you know, make it about, you know, women supporting women in the last like half hour of the movie. And truthfully, there were a lot, there I, you couldn't a have lot a more rushed, stark man. like, like the it, mother, it was the mother yeah. thing at the end was. I think that they thought it would hit harder than what it did because when it did, uh, when it was, no, your mother was was always looking for you, always always going for you. In the moment, I thought it was, oh wow, that's kind of that is cool, that is nice. But it becomes this. They bring it back, and I think that when they brought it back to the point where she asked, "What's my mother's name?" or whatever, uh, to Ray Winstone's character Drakov, whenever she talks to him about that, it 
it started to become a forced theme where she's talking to him, trying to gain information from him about her. And I said, well, I don't, I mean, it was a nice sentiment, but why would he? This, yeah, this it's all a nice sentiment, man. Yeah, it's, an, like, it's nice. I, I get it. I think it's technically, if you look at a script, each other. It, yeah, I think technically, if you look yeah. at the script, it works. Uh, you would understand why it's there, but in execution, it just didn't. It just didn't. It really didn't. And it, unfortunately, it just it it's small things like these that the more and more I get away from this film, the less and less I like it. The less and less memorable it becomes, and the less and less enamored I am with. Uh, Marvel's attempt with this film again it just um, its purpose is lacking its uh, overall film uh, doesn't really stand alone and so I'm left with a lot of a lot of boring points and a lot of uh, uh, same and overused themes well not overused themes I guess because really we don't have a lot of female empowerment films but more so with uh, with just a failed execution in those themes, I feel. So I guess you want to know something that I hate. Go ahead. Yeah. Can I tell you something random that I hate? Superhero movies, movies in general, especially franchises, do this all the time. So one of the main things about Black Widow is that she's done so much shitty stuff in her past, right? She has killed people who didn't deserve to be killed. Right. One of them being this guy's daughter. Well, guess what? Oh, sorry, we were kidding. She's been alive the whole time. We might have modified her a little bit, but, you know, she wasn't dead. I hate that because it cheapens her arc. Her arc would be way stronger if it was like you killed a kid. You're never it, nothing can fix that, but you can make it right now by freeing these other women instead of like, oh, you know what? The daughter is actually still alive and you can Gary. save her, too. No, they, they should leave her dead because it means so much more to her arc if she has actually killed a kid in her past. Gary, you know, I, I not only agree with you, I think that this is part of why I wish that they had remained in like and done that mission off of Budapest, because if if part of that, if, if we look at that story where and and we go die deeper into that not only does it feel more of a, like an origin story two can you imagine the film where the climax is oh we had to kill a kid we, we literally kill the child then it leaves you with this icky feeling but then we know that you know 10 years later she fixes it and yeah i think it's it's a lot stronger um if you do it like that absolutely and, and if we tie that into like whenever she's jumping off uh, on the mountain and she's thinking about that or something. She and like we now go to her journey as she's ah. traveling down. And she like she's like, I hope this matters or something, something to that to that avail. I just think that yeah. there's a better way to where you can tie it into where it currently stands, where it adds weight to what happened in her decision. I think that there's just a lot more that you could have done that they just that they that they either ignored that they just didn't want to add that they. Maybe they want to do another film with her, and maybe that is where it goes, where the Buddha... I don't know. I think maybe they wasted their shot here. Either way, uh, let's get to... Uh, well, I guess, is there anything else? I got one more thing. The car in the subway, uh, as the climax, as the end of that of that whole action sequence. Really love that. That was really cool. I always love... I think that that's going to be a common theme for me in this podcast. You put a car in a weird place that a car does not go anywhere that's not the road, I'm in. Stakes have been raised, it. man. Yeah, if it's in an apartment <laughs> and it's true. snowing, I'm in. If it's in a if it's in a subway, if it if it squeezes its way into a very uh, busy subway, I'm in. 
<laughs> Did you see uh, Fast and Furious 9? Because they put a car in space. Because they said, how can we make this movie crazier? Let's put a rocket engine on a car and put it in space. Just wanted to shout out Fast and Furious 9. As we wrap up, <laughs> I, 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 no, I did not see Fast and Furious Nine. I probably will at some point. I, I, I very likely will. Anyways, it's pretty fun. Um, yeah. Anything? Anything? Oh, uh, at the beginning when she's telling all the kids, "Leave it, leave it." Like we don't have time. We got to go. And yet, and still, she lingers in the moment in the room. She's like, oh, "Look at all this beautiful thing." It was like so, so oxymoronic. And uh, I, anything I else? I will, um, I'll shout out the opening sequence because I actually thought it was a really strong open and that going into the title sequence was awesome. Yeah. It was, it had me hooked. The escape sequence was great. Are we going to go into our ratings now? Because I'll give my kind of final, final spiel yeah, as we do that. Let's go into our ratings. Yeah, man. So for me, I mean, we've, we criticized it a lot, but I truthfully enjoyed most of the movie. I was just frustrated that thematically it didn't do uh, what was promised and what I thought it could have. Um, I think that it is important because even a movie that is generally good, maybe not great, usually women don't even headline those movies. So I think it's awesome that it was made. I think sure. it's going to be great when my younger sisters watch it. I mean, to get to see a woman with kind of a troubled psyche. And I think that that's uh, something that I maybe don't think about as a man, but it is important. Although, um, some of the action sequences weren't great. Some of the thematic stuff I talked about, it leaves me at a three and a half out of five, almost in the four territory, but they didn't wrap the themes up in a nice enough bow. They did do a good job of injecting Florence Pugh into the MCU. I will be watching her show just because she was great in this movie. She really was. Um, and it, it was fun, but I don't think I'm going to put it like in, in my upper echelon of Marvel movies. Not the well, worst one I've seen, not. not the best one I've seen. Yeah, I it's just, not. it's kind of a middle of the road, good Marvel movie, not great. So I get a three and a half. Uh, Man, you I was gonna say you're right about the half, but I even then I, I actually I still don't agree with you. I'm gonna go with a two. Yeah. Uh, with a, t- a two. Wow, that's ooh, wow. Look, man, it, it doesn't do it doesn't serve as a standalone film. I, I think I think I got you to that point. I don't know. Uh the acting's phenomenal. That's why we're above a one. The acting is phenomenal. Uh the story is I I honestly could could name you a bunch of other movies that do the do a, a better Marvel superhero story, um, and we're getting to a point where I'm just where I I don't necessarily like these run of the mill stuff. Yeah, I I've seen these these superhero films. Either I mean, if we're gonna go full human, like she she just gets tossed around and battered around. She doesn't have superhero recovery abilities at all, and yet and still she's she's making these major falls, these major falls and, and being broken. Yeah. I wish they would take those falls out. Like you fell 30 feet just because you hit an AC unit on the way down does not mean that you did not die. She's not super in any, in any (laughs) other crazy man. If you're going to use that, if you're going to use the Batman argument, yeah, sure. That's cool. But at least make it somewhat realistic where it's like, yeah, he's got some armor on too, you know, light man, real light. Yeah. Armor. Anyways, uh, I, I'm I'm going with two, man. The villain's forgettable. Honestly, whenever I if I were to do a rankings of Marvel films, I do think it would be in like the bottom third, more than likely bottom fourth. Uh, now, because of how big the archive is, it just it just doesn't do anything for me really, and it's sad. I expected more. Maybe that's why I'm so harsh on it because I expected more. I wanted more. 
perhaps it unfairly got pushed more uh, into my expectations because that's of fair. COVID. Yeah, I, I had high expectations too, man. Yeah, it's, it, that's totally fair. I mean, it, it promised on, on stuff that it didn't fully deliver on, you know, whereas other movies totally, even if they're less significant in the MCU, they do what they say they're going to do. Much you know? like Florence Pugh's favorite appar- apparel uh, in this film. Had a lot of pockets with which to do things with, but <laughs> in the end, you don't nice. even know what was inside of those pockets. So, for Podcast Emeritus Gary Boucher, I'm Philip Emmer. Thank you so much for joining us for this, as well as many other Marvel films. I think we've got a few by now in the archives there. You can check us out in the back, and of course, the many, many, many more Marvel films. I'm sure that we will be inclined obligated and let's be honest want to review in the future uh will be coming soon so make sure to subscribe to us on any and all platforms upon which you yourself listen to podcasts that's spotify that's apple podcasts pretty much anywhere except for pandora why because screw you pandora still feeds. Mm-hmm.